This is the amazing beauty of creation. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I'm Talha Katrada. And this is the show that brings you up close with the universe around you. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to our program. Today we're going to be talking about a speck of dust. A tiny, 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 insignificant little speck of dust that's floating around in space. And that speck of dust, as tiny and as seemingly insignificant as it is, it's very important to us because it's our home. It's the planet Earth. Now, if you look at Earth, as you zoom out further and further and further away, you'll see that it's it's absolutely insignificant when you compare it to the rest of the universe. But it's significant in the sense that it's a little incubator. It's been especially created, especially designed, and especially tweaked so that it supports life. It supports millions and millions of little creatures that are living their lives, that are born, that, that, that walk around the earth, that eat and reproduce and die, and the life cycle continues. The earth provides all of the needs of all of these creatures. And the best part is it's self-sufficient and it's warmed by a very warm light that is the sun. Now, we've got some amazing facts about planet Earth. I think you've never actually thought about this rock that we live on in that way, that there's so much going on here. And not just that, but, you know, the, the most amazing part is we know so much about space, but yet we know so little about our own planet. But what we, what little we do know, Tala is going to share with us today. Okay, so let's look at the size of the Earth. Okay, I think we just glazed over it in a previous episode about the Sun. Now the Earth, the diameter of it, so if we are to dig straight through the Earth and come out to the opposite side of it, the Earth would be, uh, that hole would be 12,742 kilometers long. And if you were to walk around the Earth, around the surface of the Earth once, that walk would be 40,000 kilometers. Now, as big as those numbers sound, when you look at it compared to uh, stars and even the other planets in our solar system, it's actually really, really small. You know, I think we discussed it in a previous episode that uh, 1.3 million Earths can fit inside the space that the Sun occupies. So it's really, really tiny, this planet that we live on. If you had to slice the Earth in half and you had to look at it, you'd see that it is made out of layers, or from what we currently understand of the Earth, it would be made out of layers. And those layers, starting from the center, will be the core. Then around that will be the mantle. And then right on the top, there is the crust on the surface. That's the part that we live on. And we'll go into a bit more detail of those in the next episode. Now, in Russia, starting in the, I think it was the 1970s, they began drilling of the deepest hole in the world. Okay? It's called the Kola Borehole. Now, this hole is the deepest hole on Earth. It reached depths of 12.2 kilometers deep. 12.2 kilometers. That's, that's a big distance. It's extremely big. But the thing is about the borehole that it is only about 23 centimeters wide. It's a very narrow hole that goes down a very long way. 
And this hole was dug mainly for geological research to learn about what lies beneath the surface of the earth. But eventually drilling was stopped because as you go towards the center of the earth or start approaching uh, deeper depths, temperature starts to rise. And the temperatures at the bottom of the hole reached 180 degrees Celsius. Now, 100 degrees Celsius is the boiling point of water, right? So this was 180, and this is 12 kilometers deep. Okay. And at that depth, uh, there is machinery that could have dug deeper, but it would have been very expensive. And as they got deeper, the heat just increased and increased, and eventually no machinery uh, that we have today would have been able to survive at that uh, temperatures. Now, as deep as this hole is, 12.2 kilometers deep, and it's, it's quite a distance, but when you look at it compared to the Earth, it's not even 0.002% uh, the distance to the center of the Earth. So it's like just scratching the surface of an egg or something. That's exactly what we've done. We've barely even scratched the surface. Not even 1% we've made, and we can't go deeper. And the temperatures are already so hot down there. Now, Earth is the only planet in the known universe to contain stable bodies of water. And this is very important for life. See, there have been planets that, are, that have been observed to maybe contain ice or water vapor, but no other planet or moon in the universe that we know of contains large bodies of stable water that you can drink and survive on. And this makes it very important for sustaining life as we know it. Another important uh, uh, thing that the Earth has that helps us to survive is its atmosphere. Now, the atmosphere is just a bunch of gases and air that have been held down by the planet's gravity. And this, cont uh, this, ha this creates this layer around the Earth that uh, has the air that we breathe and we need to breathe to survive. Now, if you were to look straight up, the atmosphere goes up for about 480 kilometers. But air gets a lot thinner as you climb higher up. So if you were to look at it statistically, most of the atmosphere, uh, according to weight, will be only about 16 kilometers high. And the rest just gets really thin where it's almost impossible to breathe at that height. Now, the, the atmosphere is composed of gases. 78% of this gas in the atmosphere is nitrogen, and 21% is oxygen. Oxygen is the gas that we breathe. So that's, those two gases make up 99% of the gases in our atmosphere. The rest, the other 1% is things like argon, carbon dioxide, uh, helium, and water vapor. Now, let's, let's think about the composition of gases there, right? If, if oxygen, you know, we think that since we breathe oxygen, the more of it would have been better, right? So oxygen, if it was a little more in the atmosphere, it was a little more concentrated in the atmosphere, let's say it was around about 40%, then did you, do you know that life would have been impossible on this planet? Because that oxygen, with every, with a slight spark, it would ignite and it would just burn. And it'll continue burning till all the oxygen is used up. So life would have been impossible. But even that, even the composition of the gases in the in the atmosphere has been absolutely carefully uh, measured and and put into place. 
So oxygen, as much as we need it to survive, is actually quite a dangerous gas. It could, it could, uh, it could kill us if there's too much of it. And the atmosphere is not just there so we can breathe. It serves a lot more than just that. And the biggest thing it serves as is protection from the elements out in space. For example, asteroids that are heading towards the Earth. Once they hit the atmosphere, because of the friction of the air, a lot of them burn up before they even reach the ground. And another major protection that the atmosphere serves from is the sun. Now the sun is this warm object that in the eye, in in the sky that you know heats up on a nice sunny day. But without the atmosphere, the sun would burn us alive. If you look at the moon, which has no atmosphere at all, so it has no protection from the sun. When it's daytime on the moon, the surface of the moon reaches temperatures hotter than boiling water. And that would be the planet Earth if there was no atmosphere. The sun also protects, I mean the atmosphere also protects us from the harmful UV rays from the sun. Now these rays uh, could cause all kinds of diseases including cancer if we're exposed to them for long periods of time. The sun, the atmosphere filters out those rays and only the less harmful rays manage to make it through. Now this is this is all just mind-boggling. I mean here you have floating in the middle of space this tiny little rock, this speck of dust if you compare it in size. I mean if you compare the earth with, with its with its sister planets like Jupiter, I mean the earth will fit in like tens of thousands of times inside of Jupiter. But yet we have this tiny little rock that has been perfectly tweaked for human existence, for, for life existence. I mean, I mean, just the fact that you mentioned that there's no liquid water known anywhere else in the universe, this alone tells you something, that this Earth has been specifically designated for life because liquid water is necessary for life. I know scientists are guessing that, you know, there's, there's ice on certain planets and there's liquid oceans under the surface, but really on the surface of the planet, there is liquid water and without water we all know even the little child knows that life is impossible then you've got the fact that that the earth is is heated from above by the sun and also it's heated from it's it's internally heated i'm sure that has something to do with regulating the temperature of the overall uh, of our planet so it's heated internally it's heated from by the sun and then you've got the composition of the gases in the atmosphere that not only allow us to breathe but also protect us. I mean, this is like a like like sunscreen. Basically, it protects us from asteroids. It protects us from the harmful rays, the UV rays, and radiation also from the sun. That's uh, that's coming down. We would be burned to a crisp without without the, uh, the the atmosphere. So all of these things put together, what does it tell you? The Earth is some kind of tiny little incubator, and we are living on this incubator. We've been placed here not by chance everything has been specifically measured and calculated and put in place by a superior super intelligent being which is Allah himself that's why Allah Ta'ala says towards the end of Surah Jin that Allah Ta'ala measured everything in the universe in very specific measures what does that tell you when you look at the world around you you understand exactly what that means Alright, so that wraps it up for Planet Earth. Let's um, uh, catch up uh, in the next episode, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter.
at AB of Creation to give us feedback on our podcast and let us know if there's anything specific you'd like us to discuss in a future episode.